This is Chris Dub coming at you live. Well, actually tape recorded from the Free Play Away Game Studios. I am the commissioner of the Free Play Killer Queen League. Welcome to the KQ Hive Watch podcast. As always, I am joined by my main man, the two-time MVP of the Free Play Killer Queen League, a member of the championship Battle Hive Apis, and currently undefeated in the FPKQL. Welcome, Eric. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new year. Excited to be here and ready to get back into some more Killer Queen with the best bees in the country. So let's go ahead and get right into it. I mean, you want to get into it or can I ask you about your holidays? What'd you do, man? You know, mostly hung out with the family. I didn't really travel anywhere uh, this year. So mostly just hanging out with both sides of the family, yeah. eating a lot. New Year's Eve at the Free Play Arlington. Also nearby four kahunas and jay gilligan's give y'all a little bit of love appreciate y'all helping us ring in the 2023 sending 2022 into the trash bin and we move on to this now what the 24th year of this millennium is that true is that is that how it works is it, it started in 90 does it start in 20 to 2000 because you count 2000 that's right zero. that's the first was right, that the, so the second yeah oh, okay yeah, no, yeah. year zero so this is actually the, no this is the 23rd year 20, no, no, this would be the 24th year if you count the zero year. But you don't count the zero because there's no year zero. So the oh, first okay. century starts in year one. All right. Clarify, please, with us in the comments. Send that to, I really don't really care that much, at fpkql.com to clarify. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good Christmas. I got myself a pit boy And uh, Nate, shout out to, to Nate of From Dust Map Till Dawn. He gave me an Adopt-A-Bee. So, oh, okay. Yeah, somewhere I have a bee with my name on it. Not literally, like... Not stenciled in on yeah, there. No, that no, would no, be no. really cool. But, I'm sure there's the science to get that done. Yeah, but this is a real bee that I sponsored so that we can help keep honeybees alive and, you know, be even bigger killer queen nerds. So that's awesome. It's like, you know, LSU has like Mike the tiger, like the live tiger. Now Ooh. we have li a live bee. Now, if you're allergic to bees, let us know ahead of time and we can make sure that Chris Delp the bee is safely in his hive. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and this podcast is 100% bee pollen free. So you, if you are allergic, you're, you're good. <laughs> All right, should we get to, to League Day 2? Do you even remember League Day 2? Yeah, so League Day 2, wow, a while back I actually did a little bit of um, watching it here. And I'll say this, if you ever want to get really good at watching positioning of Killer Queen matches... Go on the YouTube channel and watch all the matches and they're on. What's the YouTube? Give me just a second. I'll look it up. But I will include it in the show notes here. Okay. Watch it at 50% increased speed. Your brain just automatically goes to motion. It's the same thing like if you're trying to watch hockey for the first time. You might not know where the puck is or why they're setting plays up. But you can always tell when a team is in or out of position just intuitively. It's just how our brains are wired. I encourage you to look back on those matches. Watch them at 150% speed. And you really get a good vibe of who's in position, who's out of position, what each team is trying to do. Yeah, if you want to find it on YouTube, go to YouTube and search at F-P-A-U-C-G. You'll find Killer Queen videos that we post and a whole, whole lot more. But F-P-A-U-C-G, at F-P-A-U-C-G on YouTube. All right, so let's go ahead and roll into it. So we were in the second set of our matches. This is the second of four yeah, correct. There's four league dates, and this is this is one of the the league dates that has all teams playing two matches, not three matches, which will start in the next league date. So, yeah, yes. every player who is a member of the Free Play Killer Queen League should remember that when you show up next Sunday, the eighth at six p.m., we're going to be doing three matches each. So keep a track of that, and don't go driving back home. 
because they still need you for that third match. It's critical that you're there for all three. So We can call you back when you're on 360. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and roll into it. So the first match of the night was Results May Berry versus the Pollen Count. Results May Berry took that one 3-1. to one, And... That was a very entertaining match for me. The we need to get a nickname for Richard. I've been like when I was practicing a little bit, I was calling him a roulette Richard because very aggressive queen. The average time frame between Richard killing a queen or Richard being killed and then the other queen getting killed, four seconds. It could not Whoa. possibly be more. Just constant action. I know if you're if you were ever the first time watching Killer Queen and you wanted to see just like constant action back and forth, back and forth, this was the map to watch it. Uh that's wild. I always tell new queens, like, your main job as queen, like, job number one, stay alive, which <laughs> it sounds like it's just straight uh, berries to the wall with, with Richard. And the uh, queen for Pollen Count of Brian, so they were, they were not afraid to mix it up, but results made Barry gets the W here, so he must have done it right. Yeah, definitely a lot of good by results made Barry. Pollen Count picked up the win on Dust Map, and they just, their military pressure just cruised there. That team goes as Brian and Crystal go. They're yeah. very, very well positioned well. And we see a lot of that in a later set, and we'll touch more on that then. Yeah, and congratulations to Crystal, who picked up the Player of the Week from last episode. Yes, yes. And it was just, that was definitely a very dominant performance on her that week. When, but this time, it was really about results made Barry really coalescing, taking a little bit of pressure off of Richard after he puts it on himself, and then... Just, just a very entertaining match to watch. I like that team too. It's got, they've got a balanced team. They got Richard. They're, they're much improved from last year. They were, they were an uneven team. They were pretty much as Alexander goes, they go. But yeah, they have Richard. Ortega has improved. Romero has been steady all along. And Romero like is not being forced to play queen, so he's much better. Valerie can get in there and, and do what she needs to do. And of course, Bree driving from Austin, ridiculous. Uh, and, and being a, a wild man out there. So, yeah, they, they, got a, they got an interesting team to watch. Yeah, definitely a team that uh, if you were deciding you didn't want to take chalk, wouldn't be a bad idea to put a little bit of money on them. <laughs> I've got to get you working the Honeycoin Sportsbook. <laughs> it looks like next we had From Dusk Map Till Dawn versus My Own The Wannabes. Well, that's actually probably skipping forward one because we're going to talk about the next one later. But, yeah, From Dusk Map Till Dawn defeats my team The Wannabes. It was the second of two back-to-back -back matches for my team. What can I remember about this one? I just remember being overrun by berries. Yes, that's the one thing that Dustmap Till Dawn does better than anybody else in the league. They are just a very strong berry team. We'll touch on it a little more into but a very strong individual effort on the night map by Bray. 15-0 night map Bree has for y'all. Yes. And then on the day map, it didn't end up counting because they ran the last berry right after this, but a really nice stick hill right over the gold hive. So. Yeah. And if you if you end up looking back at the video, you can actually see me point to the, the, the replay booth and, and point it out to Bree that she had just absolutely murdered it, that map. So, yeah, that was a really good effort. It was very interesting because that's was your... That's the wannabe second map of it. But the transition from week set one, mm -hmm. where you were just a 0-4 military team, mixing it up a little bit in that set with some snail movement, some berry movement. It was yeah. kind of interesting to see that. But so berry versus berry, the dust map till dawn, that's just something that they excel at. Yeah, and for perspective on, on why the switch, we had Brian out that league date, stabby Brian. So we couldn't go our full mill normal insanity we had to bring in jason who is a a stubborn and stern objective runner so we knew we knew he was going that way that made us a 3-1 whatever our objective was team and uh, you know shout outs to dre as well whose stats improved quite a bit over that transition 
All right. We see that. So it's more of a personnel change that prompted that as opposed to a game a change in the playbook. Yeah, yeah. We're still we're still a learning team, to be honest with you. Every time we have a set, I'm happy to clip the, the videos and share it with the team and help each one of our individual players improve. We don't have Brian Stabby's been made an all-star team. I've made one. But other than that, it's it's some relatively green players, some that are learning, some that are flourishing, frankly. I really like David's game as it improves. As you said, Bree had a big, big map in there. Every little instance of us getting to play together is something I can share with the team and we can grow each as an individual. It might not be our season for the championship, but I'm happy about it nonetheless. And then to give a closing on Dust Map to Dawn, very great uh, positional awareness by Josh throughout the set. Good for them to bounce back from their, this is their second map of the game. They've lost their first set, which we'll talk about later, but good recovery for them. Just a very strong, fluid team. I like teams for them. also that have like, like they have their, their plan together right from the get-go. Like, of course Josh is going to be queen, Duddy's going to be speed, Nate gets up safe gate and goes and defends, and then everybody else runs berries. Like they know what they're going to do, they do it, and it gets them some wins over some, maybe they're more talented, maybe they're, they're not teams, but since From Dust Map Till Dawn has a clear and concise plan and executes it, they get the W more often than not, and they're they're one of the league's best teams right now because of it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what really separates Dustmap and, if I can say, Battlehive is that going in, they all, both of those teams know what their game plan is in the early, mid, and late game. Mm. I think that's something that Dallas in general can be better at. We're very strong at our opens, and we know how we want to play the first 45 seconds of maps. And I think the better that we get extending that out to knowing how we want to play the first minute 15, the next two minutes, the more we can do that, the more that we're going to be able to take on teams across the country. Let's look at uh, look at the next match on the docket. I got your your team, Eric. Battlehive Apis defeating Results May Berry 4-0. The big story on that one, uh, Results May Berry had a really great day map on us. We didn't get Snail moving until about the minute mark, mm -hmm. and they did start getting berries early. I think that's going to be something that we definitely have to tighten up on. Teams are starting to get the little note out there that because of how strongly we feel about pulling Snail 3-1 with the double uh, protection, that that does give you some time to get some early berries in. The, especially on the meat map, results may berry very nearly won that map. They were on two berries out. I was a little bit of a Swiss cheese defender there. And Roulette Richard just got himself on last pretty quickly. And uh, they were able, KT was able to go ahead and clutch that match out. Your primary defense was speed for Battle Hive Apis, right? Yes. All right, so what are your thoughts on defending a Twilight map, defending against berries specifically? So it's a lot of open space on that map. And I think one of the big things there is there's not really a textbook on where you want to be positionally. I think there's some strength in holding the top left side of the hive. But if people are starting to have, have speed behind you... You mean the interior? Hard... So say interior or exterior because I, I'm not sure which, which side oh, you're oh, on. Oh, yeah, right? you're right. So facing towards the middle. That would be exterior then because okay. you're outside of the hive. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to worry about the interior of the hive too if they have speed drones. Mm -hmm. And it can be hard kind of threading that, especially with that nub there. And then I feel like what I ended up doing was kind of watching just the middle of the hive to kind of guard against both. It's very stressful. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. One thing I think is, is, is underrated so far on that map is controlling the speeds. Because if you don't have speed barrier runners, then your hive guard's job is much, much easier because he doesn't have to worry about the back door. Yes. So yeah, if you can control those speeds as queen or as your team and, and track down those speed drones, man, a speed drone on that map might be just as dangerous as a warrior. 
Yeah, it just puts a lot of stress on the opposing opposing ledge guard. If you don't really have your snail or your berry moving, uh, and that map really extends out, it gives the other team opportunity to go ahead and bring warriors down. There were a couple of times where Ramiro picked me off on that map, and they did have open berries. It's definitely going to be something that we're going to all want to be looking at as far as positioning. Yeah, there's so many good places to hide on that map too, whether it's through the wrap or in the berry bunches on the top of the screen. There's there's plenty of places to just frankly disappear. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like next matchup we have is Pollen Count defeating the Honey Bunnies. This is the last match of the league date, and it was the only one that went to a decisive round five. You watched it recently. What do you think? I mean, this is one of those maps where it really shows the strength of the Pollen Count. When Brian and Crystal are linked up and uh, focused, that is a very difficult team to kill. There was the day map combined. They were 11-1. and one. I believe they were a 9-1 and one on Dusk map. Very positionally where Guido got Brian on Night map, checked check the tech a couple of times, and was able to go ahead and get that on him, get the Hattie there. But when Brian and Crystal are linked up on the offense, they're a very difficult team to... That's a very difficult interior to break through. And then Molly warring up as support as well on there to keep them stabilized. I mean, that was just a really great match of just two teams of about relative strength just going at it. Yeah, I particularly liked seeing the improvement of tech from season to season on Brian and Crystal. Like, both of them are getting up there with the top players in the league as far as, like, their technical know-how. They're they're hitting their J-dives. They're, of course, sticking. Like, they're coming out. They're doing the right things at the right times. They lack maybe experience, like... Like, there's some players in this league with, with a ton of experience in traveling tournaments and all that stuff. As you said, after the first 45 seconds experience, when they try and hit a J-dive, they're pretty much going to hit it on you and wipe out your entire team. RIP, wannabes from League Day 1. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's not enough that can be said about confidence once you start hitting those J-dives. And you know every time, this is a kill. This is a kill. This is a kill. It becomes automatic. And you see that when they start getting their flow, just, just deadly. Just absolutely deadly. That concludes the look at the matches. Let's move on to our Player of the Week nominees. Eric, I know you got some thoughts on this one. So yeah, this was a difficult one for me this week because last week, last set, we had a very clear, in my opinion, Crystal just had an amazing individual effort, really powering a pollen count last week. And so I think out, outright she was our MVP for the last week. This yeah, week, we, we both had agreed on that yeah. one. But this week, I felt there were a lot of great individual, a lot of great individual performances. I'll shout out to some of the other ones I'm feeling, and then we'll go into who I'm actually going to nominate. And I'm going to cheat a little bit, mm-hmm. give you a little secret. I'm going to nominate two people. Oh no! Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's for each of your MVPs. Yeah, each for the MVPs. So, but I want to definitely give shouts to, of course, Richard and Guido, piloting their two teams each to a win this week. Um, they both did a really good job of kind of keeping their team in games. I also wanted to give a good shout out to Simone on our team for something that we'll touch on in a little bit later there. But really great gate control, didn't go his lives away, really helping us kind of, even in maps where we weren't pushing the advantage the way we needed to, him not dying really set the tone for us. And one last one I want to give a shout out to is Emily with a great, she had a 10-0 match. I believe, let's see there, that was in, when was that? Uh, Emily, my nominee for, for Player of the Week last week. Yeah, and she had a 10-0 in the fir- her first set there, so really good. But my two MVPs here, and this is going to depend on what you think the MVP is, because mm-hmm. is it 
most valuable to your team as Te- technically a, player of the week we're talking about. yeah well just player of the week okay yeah. well well then i'll still give both uh <laughs> for my first one is going to be the queen for dust map till dawn and that's going to be josh very strong thing he's really excelled at escorting his team's objective didn't really put himself in a lot of tough positions and then for the single individual effort we've already brought her up once the 15 and 0 Bree map the stick i think Bree definitely was very strong with her warrior play and that would be my second vote so josh of dust map till dawn and Bree from the wannabes would be my two votes yeah behind the scenes i can tell you Bree put in a lot of work in between league dates i think league date one and slash the preseason was her first time like warrioring up like for real in battle she benefited from looking at the video i sent her clips no, all leading up to that match, she was worrying about positioning and where she should be. Shoutouts to Bree. She's definitely put in the work and I appreciate it as her queen. For me, I wanted to nominate one of your team members, Erica, here from Battlehive Apis, who, who, let's see, he put in, I've got the stats right here. He got nine military kills, got three queen kills for, for you guys, and was, a, I believe, the league leader. And yes, warrior uptime percentage league leader. Mihir as a warrior for Battlehive Apis. Okay, cool. He also subbed in for the Honey Bunnies and proved quite dominant as an objective as well. <laughs> Maybe he had a few extra chances, but my man made plenty of it and put in a lot of work and, and was a really dominant force for his team. So <laughs> here you go. In the league date two, he finished 11-0. and His teams won every single map he was a part of. Yeah, and it definitely helps Ken coming from our side there. Just knowing, never having to hear like, we're last, we're wiped. It takes a lot of pressure off everybody else on the cabinet. And so Mihir being that strong backbone, definitely can't say enough about that. All right, we put out your nominees there. It's Mihir of Battle High Vapus, Josh of From Dust Map Till Dawn, and Bree from The Wannabes. You can vote to choose who is the victor, although get your votes in quickly because we'll have a, a decision on this by the January 8th next league date we got to give out the award then because it is indeed player of the week so you can vote here if you catch it on spotify there's a poll up if you catch it on facebook then put a comment in the comment section or if you found it on twitter then comment there on twitter just at me and uh, we'll add up all the votes and then you guys get to choose the player of the week winner and i will yell it at them with my big megaphone on the next league date excited about that now we're rolling on to the, there's two maps that we didn't talk about because we wanted to get into them in a little more in depth. So the first one we're going to touch on is Honey Bunnies versus the Wannabes. Honey Bunnies winning 3-1. But the story of that map was that Mahir had to sub in for LMA yes. right at the beginning of the night map. So Mahir was playing that set. So let's talk about from your, your end of it. Yeah, I was with the Wannabes. I was the queen. This is how it kind of got away from us because as the the commissioner, the person who is, I'm not the only referee that's out there, but I'm the one who feels most empowered, even though I keep telling everybody who is, you know, you guys can stop the match. You are the backup referees. You see something crazy happen and shut it down and we'll, we'll get it figured out in a fair way later. Before the match happened, there was, uh, LMA is also the manager of Free Play Arlington. There was stuff happening in the arcade that she clearly had to deal with. It looked like she wasn't going to get to play that match at all. At that time, it's sort of on me, on us, to figure out a comp to sub in from the league. I went to Valerie, the apiarist of Results May Bear, whom I feel like is kind of a comp player. They both play objective. They're both relatively new to the league. They haven't won, I don't know, seven all-stars in six seasons <laughs> in, the, in the position of objective. Um, 
So those are comparable players. I had talked to Valerie. She was not playing this last week day, league date because she had all six of her squad there. So she chose herself to stay out. So we were all ready to go. And then LMA waved her off at the last moment to, to enter the map. We had a, a decent length map. I want to say it went like five minutes for day map. And then the situation in the arcade, which was you know relatively minor. It was nothing fanciful to speak of. But she had to deal with it right at that moment, right as the map was basically ending, map one. And the wannabes pulled that out on day map, but at the, right at the last moment, she just turns, grabs me here, throws him on the cab, and says, you play for me. And like he, he told me later that he felt very, very conflicted about it and was, was determined to only play objective, which he did. The wannabes got that first map, and then... The tide turned, <laughs> and the Honey Bunnies win the next three maps. And I don't want to say that Mahir is the only reason. Like, that's a team effort, but he is a great team member. He is a multiple-time league all-star. And you can check the clips page to see him pulling off some sour berry jumps, catching the... Uh, just running many, many berries. He really is a phenomenal objective player. And even though he was withholding his play as the most warrior uptime in the league which he somehow pulled off as well he is a dominant objective player and and turned the tide so shout out to the honey bunnies there for for picking the right sub yeah and it definitely like we because he was we were talking shop when he was sitting with us and he came back to the table and he's like i didn't want to play i felt so bad and like why i was over here but we shouldn't let that overshadow some great individual effort on the honey bunnies part that's the that night map is where Emily has her 10 kill, a zero yeah. death map. Guido gets a Hattie. And on Twilight, or Meat, Guido has a really nice J-Dive from the left nub. Stuck from the, from the nub position to JN on the queen, for a queen kill there. So definitely, yeah. definitely a uh, strong match for them as well. Yeah, and I think these two teams, you know, controversy aside, are relatively even teams in the league. So that first map was quite competitive. The next three maps were also competitive. It's weird to have the controversy on top of this, but we'll meet again during the regular season. So we'll, the wannabes will get another shot at this one. As far as dealing with the controversy as a league, it was an illegal substitution. I talked to the front office about it, how we would deal with it. Now, the wannabes have no interest in like filing a protest and somehow getting victory. We don't want a victory we didn't earn on the, on the field and are happy to accept our losses. The only real reason that this needs to be addressed other than like, hey, we have referees on the spot to, to, to shut it down if there's an illegal substitution, is the possible postseason seating. So if it comes down to that being a meaningful match in the postseason, we're going to count that as a no contest for the Honey Bunnies. And it did indeed, it has impacted the standings as they are right now because the Honey Bunnies are in fourth place, you know, where they could have been anywhere from fourth to sixth. So only for purposes of seeding, I don't think it's going to impact the Nikita Cup standing. So it, it is what it is there. And then we'll just move on. Sounds good. All right. And then we go to our next match that we didn't discuss. The pre what we had just let it up as the previous uh, map of the week. The undefeated Battle Hive Apis taking on at that time the undefeated Dust Map Till Dawn. Battle Hive Apis goes ahead and picks up the win there 4 0 against Dust Map Till Dawn. And that is a match, in my opinion, that was much more stressful than the scoreboard indicated, at least from my position on the cabinet. 
Yeah, you'll have to tell me how maps two through four went, but I can tell you that day map was incredibly competitive. It's worth watching. You can catch it, of course, on the YouTube page, straight to, to Battle Hive Apis versus From Dust Map Till Dawn. But the first map was a tale of two different objectives going against each other. Day berries from Dust Map Till Dawn, which should never win, right? A very concise 3-1 snail strategy for Battle Hive Apis as they normally do. The snail's almost in, the ba last berry's almost in, and against the run, am I, am I right? Or, or did you guys run day berries as well? No, so no, uh, Battle Hive Apis has uh, 3-1 snail, all, three, okay, okay. Uh, all four maps. Yeah, so and, this one's very close, yes. very close. In fact, I believe it happens in Dusk Map's own hive. Josh is clearing out the last ledge guard, has them up against the back wall, the last berries, last two berries are coming in. Victory looks imminent for from dust map till dawn, and a, totally against the flow of things, Josh goes down just randomly. Yeah, he's he's diving trying to get out. He's not in a safe position. There's the threat of being from. There's a threat of me sneaking under for a stitch, a stench with Simone, and KT's kind of lurking around there. He just tries to dive to get out of it and just gets caught. Now, so. But that was definitely one where hitting the two queen kills early on definitely helped us. Because if he was still had an egg left, mm. they definitely would have ended up winning that one on berries. There was a lot of time where they did a good job of pivoting between getting early berry pressure in and then pulling the snail away from us a little bit. We didn't have that dominant snail that we wanted. When it came to night map, this is Simone's strongest map I've seen there. We got our military up instantly and were able to hunt Josh down. Would you care to guess what that map, that gate control was there for Dust Map to Dawn on that? That's one of the easiest ones for Queen to dominate against a new team. So let me guess 100%. Close. We have 68% map control for us, but Dust Map to Dawn had 2.7% gate control. Jeez. Duddy, they had a total warrior uptime on that map of about 25 seconds. Duddy gets up once, gets killed, and they don't get another warrior there. That's textbook what not just we, but what anybody wants to feel on that night map just... Snail moving, full control of the gates, beautiful textbook from there. And then from there, it's just mostly just strength versus strength, uh, making sure that we had our snail moving versus Dark Map Till Dawn. Again, one of the best berry, team run berry running teams in the league. I think the more that they get able to just pivot from early berry pressure, stopping snail, and then going back over... That's going to be tough in the rematch, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder how they could get there. It, feel it feels like... Maybe they should commit some time in casuals, like if they get a chance to practice as a team, to just doing a snail strat just for the sake of understanding how to control the snail. Because they only need to have it for 10, 15 seconds so they can put those last few berries in. But, you know, take the snail back to the center and then their, their time limit is reset. They can run the berries and finish it off. If they practice as a team, as a snail team, just, just for a little bit, not for the purposes of closing out the snail, which is its own hard beast. Right. Um, just, you know, Controlling the snail and understanding how you control the snail, how the fortress works in, in practicality, where you have your warriors not going for kills. I, I try to tell my team when we're focusing on snail that, like, that warrior who's coming that you're diving for to kill, he's not trying to kill the snail rider. He's trying to kill you, the escort, then he'll kill the snail rider for free. So keep that in mind and stay high. And as they sort of get that in their head of, like, okay, we're going to go work as a team to kill the escort. Then the snail moves back for free for a little bit. You know, when the opposing team scrambles to pick their up their warriors, then we then we finish off the berries. And like, that's that's just 
second level stuff that will come with time, I think, from from dusk map till dawn. And I, I think they're a really good team and, and will be strong going forward. Absolutely. I'm, there's definitely things that like we've talked about in our team chat cleaning up as far as making sure that we're getting our ledge up quickly, make sure we're making sure that snail is moving because the biggest weakness of the snail compared to running berries is those berries are permanent. That snail, if it goes back, you can find yourself playing defense and maybe that 4-0 turns into a 3-1 and or worse. Definitely, that was a fun map to play. It's always great to take on them. I know they're definitely out for revenge for last year's league title. Look forward to playing them again in the rematch and if I may say so, again in the playoffs. Yeah, that would not surprise us at all. So let's look at the standing so far for the league. So Wannabes in six. We didn't pick up our first win just yet. Results May Berry is in fifth. Honey Bunnies at two and two are in fourth place. Pollen Count also two and two is with a tie break. They are in third place from Dust Map till Dawn. 3-1, their only loss being to Battle Hive Apis. And Battle Hive Apis, four and O. Oh, with a perfect 16 map victories, they are looking quite good at the midway point, the holiday break. It must have been nice. A lot of celebration in the, in the Battle Hive Apis team chat, I'm sure. It's actually the opposite. If you've ever seen... Oh, um, you guys are, are, are we're, we're doing, we're doing terrible this. about each other it's, and it's, yelling. Well, we definitely give each other props for what we've done, but it's the Kobe Bryant no, job's not finished. We're not even at the halfway point yet. There's still plenty of time for the other five teams to catch up to us so you know that's the main thing with this for us is keeping our edge nothing like i said nothing's been accomplished yet and i think everybody on the team knows that there's mm -hmm. things that we can always still clean up so you know yeah you guys are in a great position though absolutely a, a great position yeah keep up the, keep this up and you'll be uh, putting two more trophies in the case that's what we're looking forward to okay at this point Let's see. Well, you know what? Let's take a break a little bit to bring in the commercials and tell you about the, the on-air Smash Brothers podcast, I'm sure. Love talking to you guys. We'll see you on the other side of this very quick break. Do you like Smashing Bros? Do you like talk show hosts? Then we have just the podcast for you. Presenting On Air with Big Pink and... Dare Bear. That's me. That's her. Join us as we chat about everything Super Smash Bros related. Weekly tournaments, character discussions. Who's the best right now? Drink specials. Ever had a Julie Puff cocktail? Check us out on the rest of the Free Play Podcast Network at anchor.fm slash freeplay. Or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Copy RSS. Smash, Smash you later. Thanks for sticking with us. At this point, I wanted to tell you about a little project I've been doing over the course of the holiday break. I kind of fell in love with ChatGPT, which has been dominating my news feed. I've been having a chat with this interactive bot. I used it to, to do the sports style write-up on the League Date 2 of the Free Play Killer Queen League in our Facebook group. So while I was chatting with it, I was like, can you help me make a wiki page? And it never really says no. Really? Yes. So I did not know anything about wiki pages or how to make them or how to edit them or anything other than writing up my posts that I typically do on Facebook and cross posts on Twitter and whatnot. So me and my good new friend ChatGPT just sort of went down the how we do it step by step. It helped inspire me, take me down the wormhole, and I created an entire free play killer queen league wiki at fandom let's see your address is fpkql.fandom.com and over the course of the break including christmas and new year's i managed to get a page up for the league for the apiarist the basic rules the media including this podcast 
each of the teams, including all of our teams that are no longer with us, every season of the league and every single current player in the league has their own page at the fpkql.fandom.com. And one of the very first pages I created for players was for our past MVPs, and no one has won more MVPs than my man, Eric. So you have a page, you have a, your own personal page, your team, Battle Hive Apis, has a page. What do you think of it? It's really interesting, and I was able to go through some of the teams. I wanted to do up the season standings, like a season-by-season season, review for each team, similar to how you would see on like a Wikipedia, like the list of Tampa Bay Buccaneers seasons, for example, with the highlights of like their team's successes and giving each player a shout out for things that they've done as far as uh, individual efforts, past all-stars, past MVPs, past playoff performances. It's really interesting to see uh, you know, some of the early dominant teams. And we've kind of got different phases of the league with the Boobies having a back-to-back championship, mm-hmm. the B2 Bombers early dominance. I believe it's three consecutive finals appearances with the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really interesting to go ahead and like have a... A ledger here you know we're now in our sixth season and so yeah just as those pages increase and like seeing the future of the free play killer queen league is going to be very interesting yeah it's future and it's the past it was a good time for me and i guess for you as well to look back at the past and chronicle it all get it really all in one place like you know we we are a live and evolving league so we started with four teams we didn't have an all-star team in season two. We can't, We had one MVP. That was Steven. Who was Steven. He was yep. the MVP of the league that first season. But we didn't have an all-star team until season two. I got those all chronicled and I put that there. So it's a good place to like kind of rummage around through the history of the league and also a place to look forward to putting our future seasons in there and, and just having you know the impact of our play. I, I look back fondly at you and me. During season two, the championship, we have our picture up there with the with the wannabes championship as well. So you get to be a part of, of our league's history when you are <laughs> inside the free play killer queen league. So we like to have our history, celebrate our history, and celebrate our present as well. So help bring people into the league, both as fans and as players. And I will say there's no no skill gap. Like there's no there's no minimum skill. If you're brand new to the game, but you're totally into it and you want to play in the Killer Queen League, we absolutely will welcome you to the Free Play Killer Queen League. Just let me know. Chris at freeplayinc.com or you can catch me on Facebook. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, anything anything you want us to add to that? Because it is a wiki, so you can you can add to it if you don't like your, your picture. Oh, we will be taking team photos the next league date. That's uh, January 8th. So... Put your, put your Sunday best on for that January 8th photo shoot and league date. We'll, we'll get all our team photos up and I'll cross post those with everybody's individual wiki page. Very excited to see what Dustmap Till Dawn brings out for their first costume of 2023. Nobody does team uniforms better than them. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we didn't even mention that. What did you think of the Christmas vampires from League Date 2? I love it. And it was funny, I had to be told that Duddy was a reindeer last week. I just assumed he was a Viking. And it's like, yeah, Vikings are in the north. Sure, that's okay. So he was a reindeer. Okay. He's supposed okay. to be a, yeah, he's a reindeer. Well, he has the fur. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you now. And then it just the, he looks the, like a Viking no matter what because yeah. he's probably a Viking. We've got the uh, looks like Mother Christmas, Pimp Santa Claus, and then the Vampire Elf. Like, I if you had to say like Eric, you have to be like I would love to play on their team just to see like what crazy costumes I would end up with playing with them because oh they 
they never fail to mm. impress on the cabinet with what they're wearing. I'm always very excited to see what they bring to the table. I, I just love feel that. like I could see you right here dressed as Santa Claus. Just like, as it. <laughs> oh my God, I would love it. Yeah, no, shout outs to From Dust Map Till Dawn. Their cosplays always lighten the mood and man, they are team having fun all the time. As far as like the, how it relates to the wiki page that we were talking about earlier, I'm putting all of those pictures up on the oh, wiki. Oh, absolutely. Like every, there's a whole subsection in the wiki just to From Dust Map Till Dawn's cosplaying. So. Yeah, and you, it wouldn't be complete without You even said it in there. It's like it's not complete without it because that is... It's just, it's just part of, it's like the, the Bills Mafia. Like, you can't separate the Bills without the Mafia. Yeah, no, I can't think of the Buffalo Bills without some Northerner going through a table. Absolutely. League Night 2, it's in the books. That's part of 2022. Let's get ready for what's coming up here on January 8th at Free Play Arlington, starting at 6 p.m. That's Texas time, Central time, for League Date 3 as we start the 2023 portion of this campaign. So we open up here with results may vary against the wannabes. I'm going to be very excited to see. Now, we're hoping you'll have your full complement of team Sunday. We should have the, the full squad. So, yeah, look, look forward to us parking the objective back on the bench somewhere and just being all crazy and stupid and seeing where it goes. And that's going to be a full mill against Roulette Richard on the results may vary. That's going to be an um, interesting one there. I'm supported with... Uh, Ramiro and Ortega is going to be an excellent match. Our second one, the Honey Bunnies at Dust Map Till Dawn. A challenge for the expansion team here going up against a very strong objective team. See how Guido continues to pilot his team to success. Yeah, it's Guido and Emily versus the world. I'll tell you what, Emily can defend some berries. So if they can't clear her out from Hiveguard, then we might see an upset here from Results May Berry. Ooh, Interesting. So that's going to be one to keep track of. And then I'm, I'm sorry, from, from the Honey Bunnies. Honey Bunnies. And Honey Bunnies is... Honey Bunnies is Guido and LMA yes. Sam, Emily, and who is their fifth? Well, I have I this. meant standing-wise. Are they three or four? Oh, they're one of the two and two teams, correct? They're, 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 yes. So they're, they're in fourth place merely by tie break from, from Pollen Count. Pollen Count and each of them are both two and two. Honey Bunnies actually have... One map victory on Pollen Count. They've won eight maps. Pollen Count's won seven, but due to the head-to-head tiebreak, Pollen Count is currently in third place. Speaking of Pollen Count, they're the next map up, and they'll be taking us on the Battle High Vapus. Definitely going to be looking forward to that challenge between breaking up that uh, that interior of Molly, Brian, and Crystal, keeping them down and keeping our queen safe is going to be critical as we continue to try to keep our hold on the top of the standings. I'd really like to see them challenge Battle High Vapus and just, I, I want to see them get you guys to the mid game, right? Because I think, I think you and Simone are quite capable of hunting down any group in the, in the league, but you know, you're 3-1 Snail and some of those maps, like you said, you're one night map, you don't really have to do much other than sort of pick off the random barrier runners because no one else gets any warriors up. I'd love to see the in the fighting game terms, the, the neutral game, right, yeah. happen and, and see how that plays out amongst two talented teams here in Pollen Count and Battle Hive Apis. And then there's no rest for the wicked. We go right back up and we take on the Honey Bunnies, Guido and Emily again. So the hands will be nice and warm. It's going to be just about keeping that pressure for the Honey Bunnies, not letting that snail get away. Get the early berry pressure, divide the warriors, and see if you can go ahead and take a shot at the crown. Next up, the... Supposedly 720 match. Pollen count at my team, the Wannabes. This one, me, since Brian 
join pollen count the wannabes and pollen count have had some epic matches some that my hands will never forget including a 10 minute plus berry famine permanent famine oh my uh, on that's night map which i will absolutely never forget so look for a a drawn out affair between pollen count and the wannabes results may berry and from dust map till dawn go after that any thoughts on that match? I, I want to see what from Dust Matt's wearing. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll get to see that a little early. I don't think they're going to do the if they ever do the two the multiple costume night. That would be that'd be crazy. But that one's going to be really it'll be good for Richard. It's going to be a challenge for him against Josh. Who, he's not going to be able to put a lot of that aggression on him. Josh doesn't throw away his lives too often. He's very good about knowing where he is. He's got a really great tap rate. So it'll be interesting to see how results may vary. Kind of counter that. And not let Josh and Duddy run too much control of that map. Yeah, I think he's the safe... In the neutral game, right? He's the safest queen in the league. Where I see him drop lives is where he dropped lives against Battle Hive Apis. Kind of clearing out the hive in an in-game scenario where he has to put himself on the line. And even then, he's quite good at staying safe. So yeah, one of the safest queens in the league from, from Dustmap Till Dawn's Joshua. And then Dustmap Till Dawn stays right on the cabinet and they go up against Pollen Count... Another good matchup. I think that's a good even strength matchup. Now, that's the, currently your two versus three map. Correct. Uh, and yeah, Pollen Count would pull potentially pull into second place in the league with a win there. Yeah, and that's going to be really good. The Josh and Josh and Duddy combination versus the Crystal and Bryant combination. Both teams very strong with objective. Both very technically sound of Warriors and Queen. That, for me... Is going to be our game of the week. Yeah, that's that's going to be a good one. And that matchup to watch there is Molly on Hive Defense versus the tandem of Camber and Abby running berries at her relentlessly. Can she hold up long enough for the very talented Brian and Crystal to do their work on the offensive end? We, we shall see. And then we go down to Honey Bunnies at Results May Berry. I think that's going to be another very interesting map with two very kind of spicy warriors going against each other. I think that's going to be a really fun one uh, to watch as well. That could go, those maps could either go 30 seconds or four minutes. It's just going to depend on how aggressive the two queens want to be. Mm -hmm. And we close out the night of three matches for each team with our two mutual teams going against each other, each other the Wannabes and Battle Hive Apis. Yeah, this is our first time meeting in the regular season. We're just going to go full mill and see how it whirls. Like we, I, You know what I would like to see is just our team go up full mill against you. We have some, some video on the, on the flip side of how full mill works or how full mill doesn't work. That will be good enough for me because last time we played in the preseason, I think we had, I don't know if we even got up full mill once against your team trying to do it. Yeah, I believe that during the preseason tournament, there wasn't a time that there was a full 4-0, four Warriors up. There was a lot of times where it was 3-2. But yeah, I think that's going to be a really good stress test for us as far as, you know, knowing that we're going to be, it's Snail and Warriors, so it's protecting Simone, it's keeping the Snail moving, it's holding those gates. And I'm very excited. This is going to be a good one to close the night out of. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We're posting this one right now live so if you don't hear music on the intro and the outro that means you're listening to this at about oh 2 p.m on monday january 2nd because we are filming it right now at 1 p.m i'm going to post it right away and then we're going to add in the the music on the back end so if you actually hear the outro music then then it's been a a, a good moment our next league date is january 8th you can catch it at twitch.tv slash free play arcade 
that's where we're going to stream it live Sunday, 6 p.m. Central Time. Feel free to join us live and in person at Free Play Arlington. If you are a member of the league, remember, it's picture day, so do dress up in, in whatever you want to be caught in a, in a picture on for the rest of time on our wiki page. This is going on the internet, so... Yes, yes. <laughs> for, for better or worse, make sure that you are something that you would like to have attached to your name. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we are going to try... We'll try and hook up next week sometime because we'd like to have the podcast come out on the Sunday in between league dates. It was weird with the holidays. We yeah. had a break. It's hard to sync up our schedules, particularly mine. So we will try and get together next week and have your next episode of The Hive Watch exactly seven days after the 8th. So we can get in between the league dates. So Eric, you want to close us out with any thoughts? Yeah. Hey, everybody, I hope your holidays were great and got your opportunity to sit back, relax, because this league is only heating up from here. We are about heading to the midway mark. There's still plenty of time for everybody to get in. We're going to have some great games for you, great times at Free Play Arlington. And looking forward to some of the new location, Dallas, here in 2023. I would not be surprised if that is a major topic of conversation in our next episode. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, then. Hey, thanks for listening to The Hive Watch. I'm Eric Merritt. I'm Chris Delp. And don't forget to vote for our Player of the Week.